0: Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about blogs and podcasts in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and we are recording in the Makerspace at the Edmonton Public Library. Joining me today is Laura Fry, the blogger behind Reading in Bed, which is a delightful book book blog that was nominated for a Yegi and made my list of hidden gems of the Edmonton blogosphere. But I don't know if it's how hidden it is because it's popular and awesome. So thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Interchange, which is the co-working space at the Mosaic Center in South Edmonton. You'll get to meet one of the interchangers later in this podcast, and you'll find out how you can go and see the place for yourself. So, Laura, thank you again for coming
1: and talking to me. Why did you start your blog? Uh, My blog started as uh, a challenge blog. So there's uh, this list of 1,001 books that you're supposed to read before you die. This is a whole series. There's movies, there's, I think there's one for beer, but there's a book one. Um, And so it started out as not trying to read all 1,001, but trying to make it up to 100. I think when I started, I was around um, 55 or so that I had read. Uh, Started working on the project, didn't start the blog till I was at about 83 or so started the blog and um, I made it to 100 after I think about a year and then um, I just kept going and at that point I'd kind of connected to the blog scene in Edmonton started getting connected to local authors so it sort of changed at that point to more of what it is today Um, more about uh, the local scene as well as uh, kind of the bigger book scene and classics yeah now it's a bit of everything I guess yeah
0: (laughs) What made you want to blog about it? Because you were reading, you'd set yourself a challenge, mm. you were adding to your list. of. So why do it out loud?
1: I think for the accountability, that's probably the case for a lot of those blogs that are connected to some kind of challenge. Um, my sister was doing a blog at the time about uh, a vegan challenge, like going vegan for a month and just talking about that. So I think she inspired me. It's kind of similar just to see if I could do this. And to be accountable. Um, that's how it started. And it's changed since then. It's more about the community now. But yeah. So how did your community find you? Or how did you find them? I started to find people on Twitter. So other book bloggers in Edmonton. And uh, at the time, it was Crystalline from Reading in Winter, which uh, that blog doesn't exist anymore. She's got a new one, but... Um, At the time, she was sort of like a den mother for book bloggers. I've heard you talk (laughs) about that for like Edmonton bloggers, and she was definitely that for book bloggers. Um, She started hosting monthly get-togethers in bookstores and that kind of thing. So I started going to those, and that's uh, that's how I – like I didn't even really know that book blogging was a thing that other people did, quite honestly, until I met her and some of the other people doing it in Edmonton.
0: And how, what's the size of the group of people here that do uh, it?
1: It's, well, it's, it's changed a lot. Like, this was all a couple of years ago now, and a lot of those original people that I met have moved on or doing other things, um, and I've met new people since then. So it's, it's hard to say how big it is, but it's uh, surprisingly big. I think at least at first it was for me how m- many other people are doing this, let alone in Edmonton, but all over the world, but particularly in our own city that there was so much... Yeah, um, going on. It is a topic though that lends itself to tapping into
0: an international mm-hmm. community yes. of bookish people. Yeah, you you had a a, a post where you um, quizzed your readers about what what you wanted us to what you want what we wanted you to review next mm-hmm. and what we wanted you to write about next. Yeah. And one of your questions <laughs> was about does being a book blogger turn you bookish instead of just a reader? Yeah, what do you, what do you mean by that?
1: What I mean by that, I guess for me, I've always been a reader since I was a kid. Like, many of us who are into this have those kind of stories. But uh, until I started the blog and until I met other bloggers, really, in about 2012, I didn't – like, it would never occur to me to go to – a local book event, like to go get a book signed or to go listen to a reading um, or to go to a book festival, which we have a few in the city. Like, Even though reading was my main hobby, I loved it, I you know, bought books and read them and, and all of that. None of that would have even occurred to me until I started blogging and met other people. It was always a solitary activity, I guess. It wasn't something that I really talked about or shared. Because I, I just didn't know that I could, right? I guess yeah. so. <laughs> it's so
0: interesting that the um, that the act of blogging actually led you to more in real life interactions around books than if you hadn't, right? Mm-hmm. How do you decide when you're going to review a book as opposed to just read it and record that you read it?
1: Well, sometimes I'll get uh, a. A review copy or what's called an advanced reader's copy. So for those ones, uh, like it's not like you're obligated to, but you're sort of, you know, if you accept one of those from a publisher, then it, there's sort of an understanding that you'll probably review it, although I don't always. Like yeah. if I don't really have much to say about a book, I'm not going to just you know, put a review there for the sake of having something there. Um, So I guess if it's a book I've requested specifically for that purpose, obviously I'll try to review it. Um, As for books that I just buy myself or like classics and that kind of thing, it's kind of the same thing. If I have really strong feelings one way or the other, I'm likely to write about it. Sometimes, you know, you read a book and it's perfectly fine, but you may not have much to say, or maybe you just don't feel like you can add much. Like if it's a book that everyone's talking about, Sometimes I feel that way. Like I read Margaret Atwood's um, Mad Adam, which was the third in her uh, series, right when it came out and I was real excited. Like, yeah, I'm gonna review this, I'm gonna blog about it. But by the time I read it, there was so much out there already, I didn't feel like I had much else to contribute. So yeah, it depends on what else is out there, how I'm feeling, my reactions. Sort of
0: occupational
1: hazard is you are very aware of what everyone else is doing and writing about. And that, yeah, that kind of goes into the difference between being a reader and being a blogger, too. When you're a reader, you're just kind of reacting to the text, and that's all there is. Once you start blogging and getting into the community, there's a lot more to it. (laughs) Yeah. I also
0: find, and maybe this is a layman's um, view of your um, reviews, but you're not a rote kind of writer or a template kind of like it's clear that when you review a book it's because there's something particular that you wanted to say about that that it made you think about and you're Mm -hmm. not doing snazzy opening plot summary here's what i (laughs) liked about it here's what i didn't in the end i think you should buy it which is what you know what most like reviews in a newspaper are
1: yeah that's true and there's lots of um talk about that in the blogger community too, the The purpose of a review. Because some of those reviews like you talked about that are fairly templated, they're almost like more of a consumer review or a product review that the point of it is to tell you whether this is worth your $20 or whatever. Um, whereas the reviews I try to write and the ones that I enjoy reading are more about personal reactions and, uh, you know, maybe connecting one book to another book or to some other piece of culture or something that's going on in society, that they're more almost like essays than reviews. Yeah. Uh, Those are the ones that I enjoy reading. Um, But like the other kind of reviews have a purpose and a place too. And I do still read them. And sometimes I write them. I might write it just on Goodreads, kind of like, you know, yes, I love this, go buy it or this wasn't worth it, stay away. I do write those kind of things, but more maybe on a Goodreads kind of site. Yeah, which
0: is you know,
1: that's where people are going
0: when they're shopping, right? (laughs) That's what those are for. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Do you find any difference between the kinds of posts that your audience responds most to and the kinds of posts you prefer to write?
1: Sometimes, yeah. I think that happens to every blogger probably where, you know, you write this post that you feel so strongly about. Maybe you're even nervous because it's a little controversial and then, nothing. (laughs) Like no no one (laughs) comments, no one says anything. Um, And then sometimes maybe something that you just kind of dash off really quickly, uh, you know, gets a lot of reactions. So um, I don't really notice any uh, big themes in that. Maybe again, to your point about reviews, sometimes reviews don't really get the same traction that other types of posts get simply because unless someone's read the book, or, you know, intends to read the book, they probably don't have much to say, so that that can be challenging. I guess sometimes for book bloggers that you know, it's like oh, I'm supposed to be doing reviews. That's kind of what we do. Publishers want us to do reviews yeah. but they aren't always the biggest impact are. I think my favorite part of your
0: website is you've got a whole tab called reading in Yeg, yeah where you have you, you list um, Edmonton authors and and your posts that have to do with Edmonton what have you learned about the city by paying attention to the to the writers and their production here
1: well, like I said, most of all, just that such a scene even exists. I had no clue whatsoever, and it just there's more and more the more you look. Um, it, you know, when you think about publishing and writing, you tend to think of Toronto, New York, kind of the big centers um, where the publishers are, the big publishers anyway. but every city has small publishers, they have literary magazines, they have writers who are working here. I just learned that there's uh, there's such a big, community here. And they're all um, like, it's a, it seems really supportive. The more I read about some of the scenes in those bigger cities, there seems to be a lot of drama, (laughs) shall we say. But And maybe I just don't know about it in Edmonton. Maybe I'm just out of the loop. But there doesn't (laughs) seem to be a lot of that here. It seems to be very supportive. When you start going to readings and stuff, you will see the same people, you know, they go out and Mm -hmm. support all the different authors and go to all the different events. So it's yeah, it, it's quite nice. It's very friendly and and welcoming. Like I don't feel unwelcome going into those sorts of events, even though I'm not an author myself. You know, right. at, at first I would feel a little weird, like oh, I don't belong here. But no one's ever made me feel that way, other than myself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they shouldn't. You're the you're the paying customer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have kids. Yes. How old are they? They are three and five. So you're you are um, out of board books and into picture books a little yeah. bit, and yeah. so have you discovered or rediscovered any books through them, or are you looking forward to discovering or rediscovering books through them?
1: Yeah, I think it's something a lot of um, book bloggers uh, look forward to before we have kids. Like, oh, this is going to be great. So I'm going to have this big library for my kids and we're going to read all the time. And then you realize that when they're babies and even toddlers, they don't care. I mean, they it's good to read to them and they respond to it. But you could be reading anything, <laughs> literally anything. They don't care. That's right. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, this, uh, oh, we're going to read this classic kid's book and they're going to really take something from it. It's more for yourself. Like, that's yeah. fine if you want to do that. But yeah, like I do try to, I follow a couple of children's books bloggers and try to, you know, expose them to some of that. But yeah, it's been more of a reality check that sometimes they like those books. Sometimes they just want to read something with a Lego character on the cover and I just have to get through it. That's right. <laughs> Iteration number yeah. 258. Exactly. Of- <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that even the most wonderful, lovely illustrated children's book, you'll just want to poke your eyes out by the time you've read it 10 times and 20 times and 100 times. (laughs) One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What kinds of opportunities has Reading in Bed brought to you that you might not have had if you didn't become a book blogger?
1: All kinds of things, really. Uh, Just the chance to... um, to kind of get in on the ground floor, I guess, with some of the new books and and things that are going on in the local community. Like there's uh, New West Press is a publisher here in Edmonton that, you know, every season I kind of, you know, go through the catalog and pick which books I'm going to review like you know to be able to do something like that is pretty special yeah. um, you find out about all the stuff that's coming out sooner um, you often have a chance to m- meet either in person or to kind of interview the authors if you want to do that so those kind of opportunities have been really cool anyone can go to you know like Lit Fest and, and all those things that happen but uh, just being able to be in the know about that stuff and, and be part of it and the tapping into the to the world
0: book blogger or the mm-hmm. North American book blogger community. Who have you met cool people or got to do cool things because of that?
1: Well, yeah, actually, this year a couple months ago, I went to Book Expo America in New York City. Um, so that's kind of the the big premier publishing event, but they have sort of an offshoot, which is the Book Bloggers uh, Conference. Cool. Um, that's part of that. So. Um, I went with another blogger who lives in Toronto. Um, we went to it together and yeah we met all sorts of other bloggers from uh, mostly from the states but a couple from Canada and other places were there. Uh, that was kind of a probably a maybe not once in a lifetime once in, this decade. Right. <laughs> Probably opportunity. <laughs> Are there book blogger problems that you commiserate with, or a
0: book blogger? I don't know what the opposite of problem is.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you Google book blogger problems you'll probably find a million you'll probably find something <laughs> i've written at some point <laughs> and a lot of it are some of the things that we've touched on already like the you know the pressure to to be reviewing and to be reading all the latest books and to be buying books and to be you know kind of showcasing all this stuff on your blog and you know the pressure to always have content and have something out there there's you know, various controversies that crop up here and there, like any other (laughs) community that, you know, it's like, oh, am I going to weigh in on this or not? But overall, like, I don't really get too caught up in that kind of thing. So I I think it exists. Any type of blogger you talk to probably has similar um, type pressures to that. Yeah. So we're no stranger to them either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to do with Reading in Bed?
1: In the future well, you mentioned my uh, my reading in Yeg page, which really it is just sort of a depository for posts that I've done that ha- you know either feature an Edmonton author or an event or something. Um, I would love to do more with that, but again, it's kind of a struggle like I don't only want to read and write about Edmonton books, but I'd like to do more with that somehow like to yeah. have it'd be so cool to have a website or a blog that was just you know this is the Edmonton. Literary scene and kind of aimed at readers, at you know, kind of quote unquote serious readers who are really into that kind of thing. Yeah, because um, like bits and pieces of that do exist, but there's nothing uh, that I see anyway that's that kind of brings it all together at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to do something like that, but then at the same time, I would kind of love to get back to my roots. I haven't been reading a lot of classics or writing about them lately. Um, it's that's kind of gone by the wayside because when you find this local community and you get real caught up in it, that kind of takes over. Yeah. So I've got kind of these two, uh, you know, um, two directions that I wish I could go in both of them and just put all my energy into both of them. But of course, that's not possible. So for now, I'm just continuing to do a bit of both and just sort of, you know, whatever grabs me, that's what I end up writing about. But
0: yeah, because you have, unlike other bloggers, not all other bloggers, but many other bloggers, you have to read something
1: (laughs) and then write about it. It's like kind of double the work, right? (laughs) It is a lot of work. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'd be reading anyway, so, you know, from that perspective, it's not, but it's time consuming in that way, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) But time well spent. I would say. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear what local blogs and podcasts. Are you a podcast person? I have guest hosted on a podcast. Excellent. So, yeah, okay. Got- <laughs> There's mm-hmm. someone there. So we'll find out what Laura enjoys that you should listen to, too, and watch and read. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Interchange, a co-working space for socially conscious startups and entrepreneurs at the Mosaic Center in South Edmonton. Meet one of the interchangers now.
2: Yep, my name is Tim Pringle, I'm managing partner of 50freecalls.com. We are an online marketing company and we specialize in Google services advertising. So I was referred to Interchange from uh, my realtor. She came across this and she thought it would be a perfect fit for what my business is and I came and checked it out and I agreed, it's, it's been amazing. I guess they call them collisions. The ability to meet people and interact with people on a random basis. I had one today. I met a lady that works in the building here and, uh, they were looking for a project management tool. They were having issues with that. So I was showing her what I use. And well, it's in that way I can, I can help organically. I will grow my business and do well. But at the same time, I'll be helping not for profits and other businesses as well get their message out and reach customers.
0: If you are looking for a creative and sustainable place to work, visit mosaicinterchange.ca. What Edmonton blogs
1: do you like to read? Okay, I have a list. so for Ed- Edmonton book bloggers, I, actually, I made a list of bl- book bloggers I follow and found most of them are actually YouTubers and podcasters. Which I think speaks to where um, things are going. Absolutely. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. So uh, Write Reads is a podcast as well as a blog. Um, they do write blog posts. And they're one that I've guest hosted on twice now. And uh, it's uh, two readers Tanya and Kurt and they do like every month they choose a book they read it you can read it with them and then they do a podcast about it Jason Purcell is a YouTuber, or what we call in in this side of things, BookTuber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really dislike that word. <laughs> um, he was uh, formerly known as the Heavy Blanks. Now he's just going by his own name, but uh, he has really, really great reviews and discussion videos. Um, so check him out. Uh, the Pretentious English Major is another YouTuber. Um, another, uh, you know, she does theater as well as books, but a lot of really good reviews and discussion videos.
0: And her, her real name is Savannah. Yes. Savannah Harvey. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, so I haven't she, met her, but yeah. I haven't met her either, but she was on uh, the What It Is podcast with a whole bunch of theater bloggers right. a few weeks ago. It was very entertaining. So right. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> definitely worth checking out. And then I have a couple of more traditional bloggers. Um, Behind the Hedge mm-hmm. is uh, you're probably familiar with. He's uh, more kind of general arts, but does book reviews and things like that from time to time. And his his real name is John Rich- Richardson. I believe I think. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a delightful guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of Other Worlds is uh, another. Uh, he's kind of more children's books. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 32 Pages is the other children's book blogger. So Of Other Worlds is more like kind of the classics, fairy tales, that kind of thing. 32 Pages does a lot more with new, like brand new picture books, which are usually 32 pages. Hence yeah, the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Lindy Reads is the blog of a librarian here in Edmonton. She runs the book club out of Jasper Place Library, which I am a member of or ah. go to. Um, And she does a lot of audiobooks. So if you're into audiobooks, uh, and if you're picky about audiobooks like I am, (laughs) check her out. Um, She did a fun thing. She's
0: been doing a fun thing this summer with... book bingo, right? Yes. Yeah, so she'll make a a bingo card for herself or she's picking it from somewhere I can't remember. It's
1: probably, it may be from somewhere else because that's something that's like across the book blogging. Like it's not Edmonton specific or even Canada specific. Yeah. That's that's a thing. (laughs) And then she does a little accounting for us to say, here's
0: the one that I read that was about, I don't know, traumatic childhood experiences and here's the one that I read that's been released, you know, after 1850 or
1: whatever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Finster Finds is uh, another blog that's sort of um, theater as well as books. And she does Yag Book Club. So if you look up that hashtag, Yeg Book Club, on Twitter, uh, it's a sort of monthly-ish uh, book club where you uh, read a local author's book. And then there's kind of a Twitter chat about it. There's one coming up in September um, with a couple of uh, books. So yeah. check that out. And A Little Time to Read is the last of the traditional book bloggers I'll mention. Uh, that's Crystalline formerly of Reading in Winter, who I mentioned as kind of initiating me into the world of book <laughs> bloggers. Her blog is more uh, kind of genre books like romance, YA mystery, those kind of things. Um, and she had a baby today. So oh, congratulations, wow. Crystalline) <laughs> <laughs> So those are the book bloggers. There's more, but those are the ones I could come up with. And then there's a couple of authors I wanted to mention who also blog, because a lot of authors, of course, because they're writers, also have blogs on the side. Jennifer Quist is one that I follow, um, and she writes about anything you could think of. She's just a really good storyteller, and she has a new book coming out next week called Cistering, perfect. which I will be reading and reviewing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Frock Around the Clock, I'm sure you're familiar <laughs> yeah, with that, yes. Yeah,
0: Elizabeth, with these um, project that's turned into quite uh, a deep look into yes. her life and and good things that have happened and bad things that have happened. It's mm-hmm. really good.
1: Yeah. And uh, then a couple, like these aren't blogs, but just if you're... On Twitter, and you want hashtags to find out, you know, book stuff in Edmonton. Uh, Yeg Writes is uh, a good one for events and uh, you know book launches and that kind of thing. And then Yeg Words is uh, Jason Lee Norman, who's another local author. Um, he does he publishes like really short micro fiction kind of on coffee sleeves. You've probably seen that too, yeah. Karen. I imagine. Yeah. So. Those are two that I follow. Yeah, and I think that's, like you said, wow. there's more. There's a lot out there. I but. know, but what a
0: great list. <laughs> and I knew some, and I and others are discoveries for me, so thank you for bringing those to my attention. I'll pay attention to those as well. That's uncommonly generous of you to um, find all those guys for us, so <laughs> thank you.
1: What advice would you have for someone who wants to start book blogging? I was thinking about this, too. I guess, uh To the point where I was talking about podcasters and YouTubers, uh, just to be aware that there is, there are, many different ways you can go about it these days. Uh, you know, the traditional WordPress or blog blogger um, blog is one way. For me, it, it's kind of my chosen way and it's probably the easiest because you don't have to have a lot of technical skills to start a blog in that way. Um, but YouTube is definitely an option. I, I think I only mentioned two uh, BookTubers, um, but like it's just huge. And that's where the growth is. Is that right? um, In terms of book blogging, I think, yeah, uh, that's where... That's where the action is, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest.
0: And you, um, ha- you did a booktube yep. uh, recently. So did. did that make you want to do more or no?
1: <laughs> I'll probably do a little more, but it made me realize that uh, it's, <laughs> it's a whole new ballgame. Like you, you not only have to, you know, obviously have all the, the knowledge and read the books and think about the books, what you want to say. You have to have a lot of technical know-how, be thinking about things like lighting and locations. And uh, it's just <laughs> it was very overwhelming for me. Um, you know, and it, it it kind of made me feel old too. Like the booktube community is so young. Like, I mean, the book blogger community kind of is too, but, um, it, you know, it's all like 20 year old kids. They're doing these amazing things. And then I'm just like, wow, (laughs) it's a huge learning curve. So, but you know, if you're into that or if you're interested in, you know, kind of building that knowledge, then, then there's that. And then podcasts, which uh, it's funny, they almost seem, uh, in a way, more old-fashioned because they're like radio. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to them, but it's well, you know, they're huge—not yeah. just in book, uh, in the book world, but um, it's uh, the growing thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, same thing there, where you have to kind of have that a bit of technical know-how and equipment and, and whatever to do it. But people are doing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. In terms of advice, would be just think about kind of what medium you're comfortable with and you want to use it and you can use all three or there's probably even there's Instagram even like there's book bloggers who like are exclusively using Instagram is kind of their
0: really they're yeah. just like a mini review in the comment
1: yeah yeah you can kind of write the review and just the way they kind of stage the picture with different elements um yeah like there's people who do it really well um wow. so there, there's all sorts of ways that you can go about it so just kind of look around and and see what works for you other than that, I would say, uh, you know, other than mediums, just to try different, uh, different things within book blogging. Uh, I don't do a lot of, um, you know, like challenges and memes and events anymore, but I did when I started. And I think it's good that I did because that's how you meet other people and you try different things with sort of not a lot of commitment. Like you can do a month-long whatever challenge, reading Only translations or reading only female authors or whatever. And it just, it kind of opens up different worlds, different communities to you. So for new bloggers, I would say, yeah, definitely get into those kind of challenges. It'll bring, it brings in readers too, right? If you're just starting. Yeah. And the other thing, okay, so the advice I always hear, whether it's a book blog or any kind of blog, is consistency. So I'm going to be a little contrary and say, I don't really think it matters as much as people make it out to matter. Ah. Uh, I say that because I've been blogging, well, I'm coming on five years, I think. And I'm very inconsistent (laughs) (laughs) in terms of schedule anyway, and and content maybe. But um, because that's usually what people mean. Like you, I always hear, you "You you got to blog once a week, or you got to blog however many times a month, or you got to do this or do that. And I've never done any of those things. But I guess what has been consistent is myself. Like it's it's always me. I'm always the voice. So to me, that's sort of consistency enough. Mm-hmm. I think the consistency of content and schedule perhaps matters more if you're monetizing or if you're trying to spin it into a career or a book or something. But um, I think for the, the hobbyist, certainly, uh, that getting caught up in that can just put a lot of pressure on people. And I've seen that. I've seen people burn out um, because, oh, I just can't keep up with it. And well, you don't have to. You really don't. (laughs) So for someone starting out or someone who, uh, you know, isn't aspiring to kind of take over the entire world, (laughs) which is probably the majority of bloggers, um, I would Maybe caution just to kind of take it easy a little bit. Uh, I've had weeks and actually I've had months go by where I haven't blogged and I didn't lose all my readers. Right. I probably I don't think I lost any subscribers, really, when I've taken, you know, breaks like that. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I certainly, when it comes up in my feed, I'm excited every time you do it. So <laughs> even if it's not consistent, do it lots. That makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) Thank you so much for um, visiting with me today. It was really good to talk to you about all that stuff. Uh, Be sure to visit Laura's blog at reading-in-bed.com. This will be linked in the show notes, which would be easier to just click on it than to type it right now. I also encourage you to follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Laura T. Fry, F-R-E-Y, and uh, links to all of her blogs and all of the amazing recommendations that she shared with us today will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. And when you are there, you should subscribe to my newsletter. It's at seenandheardyeg.com. It comes out every Monday, gives you a heads up on the next podcast. It uh, gives you the link to the weekly roundup of great blogs and podcasts in Edmonton. I also throw some extras in there too that you can't get anywhere else. And uh, so please do that. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening.